So family, uh, the theme for the year says catch the wind of the Holy Spirit. Catch the wind of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because there is work to be done. We need to catch the wind of the Holy Spirit. Is there any specific way that you need to look before you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit? No. There is no hairstyle that you need to match. There is no dress code that you need to be in to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You receive the gift of the Holy Spirit by believing in Jesus. So never sit and ask yourself, do I have to look a certain way before I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit? No. All that you need to do is to believe in your heart. Hallelujah. God is not impressed by how you look on the outside. He's impressed by how you look on the inside. Because you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart. And God gives you the Holy Spirit. There is no type of dress code that you need to be to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There is no type of hairstyle that you need to dress to receive the, the Holy Spirit. There is no type of makeup that you must have made up to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You receive the gift of the Holy Spirit because of believing in Jesus. Hallelujah. And I also want to thank my nephew and my niece that are here uh, from Socias. And let us also appreciate them. So, family, last week we were ministering under a topic that says stay connected. And we defined the word connected to be coming together to establish a real link. Not an artificial link, but a genuine link, a true link. Hallelujah. A link that is real. So it is being attached, it is being joined, it is being fused, it is being blended, it is being mixed together to establish a real link with the mighty Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Paul and Silas, they could not be disconnected because of the location that they were. They were put in the innermost cell. Their feet were bound by chains, but they could not be disconnected. They stayed connected regardless of what they were going through. So family, I want to encourage you again and say no matter what you are going through, stay connected. Paul and Silas were beaten. They were thrown in the innermost prison, bound their feet with chains. But in the midnight hour, they started a song that has never been sung before in a prison. Murena Riyadebe Amen. Hallelujah. When someone was expecting them to be complaining about the pain of the beating, to be complaining about what they were going through, but they chose to do something different in a place that that thing has never happened. When they did what has never happened before in that prison, what has never happened before began to happen. The Bible says there, there was an earthquake and the, 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 the prison foundations were shaken. The prison gates began to open voluntarily. The chains began to fall from their feet 
voluntarily. Why? So that they can be able to do the work that God has called them. So that they can stay connected because they chose never to be disconnected. So family, it does not matter what you go through in this lifetime. Never disconnect. Stay connected. Hallelujah. Can you say to your neighbor, neighbor, stay connected. Stay connected. Hallelujah. So family, to know more, please visit our different social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, and Castbox FM for audio messages where you can listen from anywhere, anytime. So today, family, we are continuing under a topic that says stay connected part number two. Stay connected part number two. We will get our passage of scripture from the book of First Thessalonians chapter 5. We'll read verse 16 to 18. The Bible says in all men, rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let's pray for the reading of the word. Father, we thank you for your word. It's forever settled in heaven. Your word is alive. Your word is powerful. Your word is not just theory. Your word is practical. Father, I pray that when we minister this word and it enters every heart, Father, faith must rise. Your children will walk on water, move mountains, and do the impossible. I make it publicly known that I'm not ministering in my limited human abilities, but I will allow the mighty, powerful, awesome Holy Spirit to minister through me this morning in the name of Jesus. After everything is said and done, Father, you receive all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. So family, where we have read, I was able to extract a word called thanksgiving. But before that word, the Bible says rejoice always. Pray without stopping in everything. Give thanks. So I was able to extract the word thanksgiving from this passage of scripture. The Bible says rejoice always stay connected. Rejoice always stay connected. Pray without Season, stay connected. Give thanks in everything. Stay connected. So I extracted the word thanksgiving. What does the word thanksgiving mean? The word thanksgiving in Greek is pronounced eucharistia. What does this word mean? It means gratitude. It means actively grateful language to God as an act of worship. So thanksgiving is an actively grateful language to God as an act of worship. When we say thank you, Jesus, it's an actively grateful language to God. Also, it's also a form of worship. So to, be, to give thanks, it is to show gratitude. What is to show gratitude? It is a quality of being thankful. So being thankful, it is a quality that is required from every one of us. Being great, showing gratitude, it's readiness to show appreciation. 
for and to return kindness. So it means what is done in our lives, it is kindness from someone. So when we show gratitude, we are returning kindness. Eh? We have been shown kindness. When we say thank you, we are returning kindness to God. So it is being grateful. When we are giving thanks, we are being grateful. Being grateful is feeling or showing an appreciation for something done. Eh? It is a feeling or showing appreciation for something done. That's why we say, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we express our gratitude to you today. Lord, we are grateful of everything that you have done in our lives. Hallelujah. Yes. So Paul was teaching the church about staying connected. He says rejoice always. When you do something always, it means you stay connected. You are not stopping from doing it. When we pray from without ceasing, you are staying connected because you are praying non-stop. You stay connected to pray. When you give thanks in everything, whether things are going well or things are going wrong, you still say, Lord, I thank you. You are staying connected. Paul was teaching the church to stay connected. Whether it is raining or not, stay connected. Whether you are sick or not, stay connected. Whether you have everything that you want or not, stay connected. Can you say to your neighbor, neighbor, stay connected. Paul teaches the church in Thessalonica that there are three things that works together very well. These are things that cannot be separated. They are inseparable. They work best when they are together. What are these? This is rejoicing, this is praying, and this is giving of thanks. So, when you pray, prayer it is the fruit of rejoicing. Amen. When you give thanks, giving thanks is the fruit of rejoicing and praying. So, Paul is teaching the church that hey, there are these things that cannot be separated. These things work best together. This is rejoicing. You cannot pray when you are sad and sorrowful. God is setting the condition of our hearts before we pray. We need to rejoice. Because you pray because you cannot do anything about what you are praying about. You pray because there is absolutely nothing you can do about what you are praying about. Then you rejoice because you are putting it in God's hands and God can do something about it. So, they cannot do without each other. They are effective together. Rejoice, pray, and give thanks in everything. They are all to be done always, without stopping in everything. Stay connected. Rejoice always. Pray without stopping. Give thanks in every. Thing. So you don't have any reason not to give thanks. Yeah. You Because you are giving thanks in everything. <laughs> you are giving thanks when things are good and even when things are bad. <laughs> yeah, still, you have a reason to give thanks. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. When you start a year's resolution, a year, you make resolutions. 
some of the things that you've made resolutions about, those things have not happened. But do you have to stop giving thanks? You still give thanks. Some of the things you made a resolution, those things were successful. Do you still make, you give thanks even when they are successful. Hallelujah. One without another is ineffective. When we stay connected, we, we, we overflow with expressions of joy. When you stay connected, you overflow with expressions of joy. But when you disconnect, you do not overflow with expressions of joy because all you do is complain. Eh? All you do is sorrow. All you do is sadness. But when you stay connected, you overflow with expressions of joy. Hallelujah. And you are even able to express your faith through prayer. Because you are overflowing with expressions of joy. You, exp you express your faith also in prayer. And you give thanks regardless of what you are coming across. Whatever you are going through, you still give thanks because you are overflowing with expressions of joy. We can stay connected through thankfulness or disconnected through unthankfulness. That is what the Apostle Paul is teaching the church. You can stay connected through thankfulness or disconnect through unthankfulness. We can stay connected being grateful or disconnect by being ungrateful. Yeah. We can stay connected by expressing our gratitude to God or stay disconnected by not expressing our gratitude for what God has done. So every occasion, it is an occasion to say, Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Every morning, even when you do not know what is going to happen in that day, you say, Lord, I thank you for today. For today. Yeah. Hallelujah. Before you go to sleep, even when what you were looking forward to has not happened, you still say, Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. Every occasion, we have to see it as an occasion to say, Lord, we thank you. We stay connected by being thankful and grateful, but we can be disconnected by being unthankful and ungrateful. Hallelujah. We need to stay connected by being thankful. Grateful and thankful hearts are generous hearts. And the opposite applies. Because thanksgiving is giving of thanks. It's not holding on to the credit of what has happened in your life. It is giving of thanks. Thanksgiving is giving thanks. Rejoice, pray, and give thanks. Give, release from your position into God's possession. Because it is God who has done something in your life. Amen. What you need to do because of your generosity, you give thanks for what God has done in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Thanksgiving is giving of thanks. And the opposite is not giving of thanks. Thanksgiving is giving. <laughs> you must let go of something. Hallelujah. You need to say, Lord, I thank you. That is giving. Hallelujah. Of thanks. Thankful hearts recognize that on their own they cannot do it. But they can do it with the one who can do absolutely anything, anywhere, anyhow, anytime. That is being thankful. 
Hallelujah. You know that on my own I cannot do it. But I can only do it through the one who can do anything, anywhere, anyhow, anytime. Because they call him sovereign. Why? Because he can do anything, anytime, anywhere, anyhow. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So when you give thanks, you acknowledge that on your own you cannot do it. But you can only do it through the one who can do anything, anywhere, anytime, anyhow. And he can use absolutely anyone. Why am I saying this? Is so that we can never look down upon anyone. Everyone is important because the one who can do absolutely anything, he can do it through anyone, anytime, anyhow. Hallelujah. So thanksgiving is the will of God for all believers. Not even only believers, but for everyone who is alive. Thanksgiving is the will of God for everyone. This is what God expects from all people, and this is what pleases God. Thanksgiving is what God is always expecting. You know why? Because God is always doing things. So God is always sitting and waiting to hear someone says, Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we go together and say, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Family, God is always doing something. So we have every reason to always say, Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord, we thank you. Why do we say thank you? Because gratitude opens doors for more. When you say thank you, you are opening doors for more. <laughs> gratitude opens doors for more. When you say thank you, we give God an opportunity to do something else in our lives. Why? So that we can keep on saying, Lord, we thank you. 24-7, Lord, we thank you. 365 days a year, Lord, we thank you. When you say thank you, you open doors for more. When you say thank you to God, you don't lose anything. You actually gain many more things that God will do in your life so that you can live to say, Lord, I thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul mastered Thanksgiving and he saw it important to teach the church about Thanksgiving. For men, the Apostle Paul mastered Thanksgiving by saying thank you even when he was in prison. When he wrote this letter, the Apostle Paul was not on vacation sitting somewhere on the beach. <laughs> the Apostle Paul wrote this letter to teach the church about gratitude when he was imprisoned. So it doesn't mean that you need to be free from something first before you say, Lord, I thank you. The Apostle Paul mastered thanksgiving and he taught the church about thanksgiving when he was in prison. The Apostle Paul says, Rejoice always when he was in prison. He says, pray without stopping when he was in prison. In everything, give thanks when he was in prison. He gave thanks when he was not in prison, and he gives thanks even when he is in prison. When he is bound, 
loud in a dungeon, in a dark place. He says, give thanks in everything. <laughs> Not when everything is going well, even when things are tough, you still say, Lord, I thank you. Can we say together and say, Lord, we thank you. We thank God, family, even when we are not having our way. Our actions follow our hearts. What we do outwardly indicates what is happening on the inside. The Apostle Paul is teaching them thanksgiving because his heart was full of thanksgiving. Even when he was in prison, he still says, thank you. When he was sick in his body, he still says, thank you. When he was broke, he still says, thank you. When he doesn't have everything he wants, he still says, thank you. Lord, I thank you even when I don't have everything. We must stay connected through rejoicing, prayer, and thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Can we make this confession and say, I will stay connected. I will stay connected. Through rejoicing. Through prayer. Through thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Let's make this illustration to drive this home. When someone does something for you, when someone does something for you and you don't say thank you, the chances that they will do it again, they are close to zero. Huh? When someone does something for you and you don't say thank you, the chances that they will do it again, they are zero. But when someone does something for you and you say thank you, the chances that they will do it again are limitless. Why? Because you said thank you. You have expressed your gratitude. You have showed that you are grateful for what they have done. You know when you say thank you to someone, what do they do the next time? They volunteer to do things for you. They just come and ask you, how is it going? What can I do for you? You know why? Because you have started that car by saying what? Thank you. When you do not say thank you, they see that you are ungrateful. The chances that they will do it again for you, they are next to zero. But when you say thank you, the chances that they will do it again are limitless. There is no limit to what God will do in your life when you say thank you for what he has done. Hallelujah. So when we are grateful, we are opening doors for more. Thanksgiving is loaded with miracles. Hallelujah. Many people travel very far looking for miracles. <laughs> but the miracle is just in their mouth. Thanksgiving is loaded with miracles. The miracles doesn't want you to take a flight or travel in a bus for 15 hours. The miracle is in your mouth. Just say thank you. Then you are creating miracles. Hallelujah. Let's go and see. Because Paul was led by the Holy Spirit. He mustered Thanksgiving and he taught the church Thanksgiving when he was where? In prison. <laughs> Let's go and read another letter where Paul teaches Thanksgiving when he is in a prison. He writes a letter to Timothy. 
First Timothy chapter 2 verse number 1. First of all then, I urge that petitions, prayer, intercession and thanksgiving be made for everyone. You see, Paul wrote this letter to Timothy when he was in prison. And he says, I encourage you, Timothy, that prayers of supplication, prayers of asking, he says, that offer prayers and also intercession, pray on behalf of people. When you are praying, also intercede for thanksgiving. <laughs> he says, even give thanks for other people. <laughs> this is how Paul knows how much thanksgiving is important. He says, there are other people who are unable to give thanks. They are unthankful. They are ungrateful. You also need to give thanks on their behalf. Thanksgiving be made for all men. Born again and not born again. Because there are people who are grateful and there are people who are ungrateful. But so that everyone is covered, make sure that you stand in the gap to give thanks for everyone. The Apostle Paul is saying, give thanks for all people. Because there are some people who are, who are ungrateful. They think they deserve everything that happens in their lives. Huh? That's why someone might be ungrateful. That's why someone might be unthankful. They have a sense of entitlement. That I, I'm supposed to have this as long as I am here. It's a must. No, it's not. But Paul says thanksgiving must be given, including for those people who think that they deserve everything, who think that they are entitled, and they are not thankful. So when you intercede, also give thanks for all these people. Thanksgiving is good and acceptable before God. Why? Because God wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. This is the truth that Paul is teaching the church. Timothy. Paul sent Timothy to go and establish order in a church when he was in prison. He says, I see that there are some people where you are establishing order. They are unthankful. So make sure that when you pray, prayers even of asking, also give thanks on their behalf. Because God does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Paul wrote this letter when he was in prison. Let's go to another letter that Paul wrote. Colossians chapter 4 verse number 2. Look at the letters that Paul is writing when he is in prison. This man, he never disconnected from thanksgiving. Even when he was in a prison. Colossians 4 2, it says, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. He says, Devote yourself to prayer. Stay alert in it with thanksgiving. Devote yourself in prayer. Paul is saying, you must be faithful to the duty of prayer, even when things are not going right. When you are praying, be alert of what is happening. Pay attention to everything that is happening around you. Don't be ignorant. Pay attention to everything that is happening. At the same time, give thanks. Stay connected through thanksgiving. Stay connected through prayer. We must be faithful to the duty of prayer. We must be devoted. You know what is to be devoted? It is to give yourself to something. Give yourself to prayer. Give yourself to paying attention 
to your surroundings. Give yourself to giving thanks. Hallelujah. So thanksgiving is not for, for stinky people. Uh, thanksgiving is for generous people. You first give yourself and then you will be able to give thanks. Hallelujah. You cannot give thanks when you have not given yourself. You give yourself, devote yourself, give yourself to prayer. <laughs> that you will be able to pray. Give yourself to rejoicing. That you will be able to rejoice. Give yourself to thanksgiving. That you will be able to give thanks. Hallelujah. Paul says, stay connected through prayer. Be alert and give thanks. We are reading this letter. I'm just indicating to you that Paul did not wait until everything was agreeing with him until he gave thanks and he taught how to give thanks. Let's read the letter that he wrote to the church in Philippi, the Philippians church. Let's read the next verse, Philippians chapter 3, 1 verse number 3. Look at Paul, his commitment to giving thanks. Oh, this man is so amazing. He says, I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you. Let me read in the Good News Translation. Paul says, I thank my God for you every time I think of you. You see, just the thought of the church, it drove Paul to giving thanks to God. This is how Paul was committed to giving thanks. Just the thought of the church. Paul gave thanks to God. Hallelujah. Paul gave thanks to God just by thinking about the church. Paul says, I thank you. What do you do when you think? Do you give thanks? You see, Paul gave himself to thanksgiving. And thanksgiving got into Paul. And Paul could not stop giving thanks just by thinking. Paul was giving thanks. Before he even spoke, Paul was already giving thanks. Because when I think just of you, I give thanks to God. Just the thought of someone makes me want to give thanks to God. Because I am not entitled <laughs> to what I get. Hallelujah. But I give thanks because it is God who has made it possible. How have you conditioned your thought process? Because Paul is teaching me that he has conditioned his thought process to what? To thanksgiving. How have you tuned yourself? Have you tuned yourself to regret or giving thanks? Have you tuned yourself to hatred or to giving thanks? Have you tuned yourself to appreciating or not appreciating? What is your thought process? Because Paul says, my thought process to the church, Philippians church. Why is he writing this letter? In a prison in Rome. He says, even when I'm here, I'm not blaming you that I am arrested because I established a church in Philippi. I'm not blaming you. No, when I think of you, I give thanks to God no matter what I have gone through after the church in Philippi was started. Paul has not been arrested for going to a restaurant and dying to eat steak and chips. Paul was arrested for establishing churches. He says, even when I am in church, in prison, 
blame that because of the work that I was doing, I am put in this prison. He says, when I think of you, I am full of thanksgiving to God. What is your thought process? How have you conditioned your, your thinking? Hallelujah. So, when you think of your wife, you regret. No, when you think of your wife, you must be full of thanks to God. When you think of your children, don't regret. You must give thanks to God. When you think of your colleagues, your job, <laughs> there are people who don't have a job. Why are you complaining about the job? When you think of your job, give thanks to God. Oh, there are people who are born in countries that are way poorer than South Africa. But when you stay in South Africa, the most developed country in Africa, but you are, all you do is complain. You, that is your thought process. You have conditioned yourself not to be thankful, but to be regretful. So Paul is saying, when I think of my country, I give thanks to God. I am born in Africa. When I think of Africa, I don't complain. I don't regret why I'm here. I give thanks to God. There are people who are in places that they are way terrible than where you are. When you think, you must be thankful. That is what Paul is teaching the church when he is in prison. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul set his mind to thank God every time, including in the mind where no one can see. Only you know what is happening in there. But you commit yourself still to say thank you. So Paul is, is, is tuning the church that every time when you look at me, I don't regret anything. <laughs> when you look at me, just know that my heart is overflowing with expressions of thanksgiving to God. Paul said this to the church in Philippi. He said it to the Colossians church. He said it to the Ephesians church. But he has said it a lot in the Galatians church. In the Galatians church, he said, who has bewitched you? <laughs> because they were completely going out of tune, believing anything else other than the doctrine of Jesus Christ. So he was surprised, what are these people doing? But after he has taught them, he said, I give thanks to God for you. In the Corinthians church, his benediction, he says, I give thanks to God for you. All these letters he wrote them when he was in prison. He says, I give thanks to God for you. So don't allow your present circumstances change your truth to God. Don't disconnect, but stay connected through prayer, through rejoicing, through giving thanks to God. What is your state of mind? To stay connected through thanksgiving or disconnected through regrets? What is your state of mind? Paul's state of mind was to give thanks no matter what he was facing. We must be intentional to stay connected through thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Amen. We must make up our minds to stay connected through thanksgiving. It must be our personal business, our choice to stay connected to God through thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Can we make this last confession? when we are going to partake in our Holy Communion and say, I will stay connected through Thanksgiving.